Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for over five years and have three little girls. Are we marriage experts, parenting experts, life experts, perfect in every way? Not even close. But we do happen to have a microphone and more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. This week we're continuing our series about living faithfully and obediently in times of uncertainty. We are nearing the one-year anniversary of selling our home and moving in with my parents, and we will share our story of listening to the Holy Spirit's promptings to move from both our home and our church. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and lifted up after listening. Let's get started. I'm Dan, and this is my wonderful wife, Bethany, and we are woodworker and wife. I'm the woodworker. And I'm the wife. Last week, Bethany brought up Moses and the Israelites, specifically the season of walking in the wilderness. We believe we're still in the wilderness, but that doesn't mean we're without faith. In fact, as our pastor stated at church this week, quote, Faith is a reasoned commitment where the risk makes sense. We've been in a challenging season, but our past experiences and belief in Jesus and the Bible allow us to act in faith. This doesn't mean that we acted in blind faith. Quite the opposite, actually. In each situation, we listened to a prompting, discussed with each other, prayed, and weighed the pros and cons. This was especially true in reaching a decision to sell our home and search for a new church. While preparing for this week's episode, Ecclesiastes 3 came to mind. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 8 says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So... There are a couple parts of this or this uh, section of verse that stand out to us. Yeah. Right? Um, one of them is in verse 2, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we look through in our discussion today, you'll see we were invested in ministry and in a church and we were in a home and a community. That's yes, where we were being planted. planted. And then there came a time in the season where God plucked us yes. to plant us elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, <clears throat> it's important to remember that these are seasons. So you could be planted and plucked and planted and plucked, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they are just seasons. So they, are, they don't last forever. It is... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a section of life and then something else that happens and other parts of life come in. So I think that's important to remember and keep as perspective because the wilderness can seem unending 
it can see it can seem like it's this static event of unfortunate things or difficulties or whatever the case may be um, but there are blessings in there and it is a dynamic place to be mm-hmm. it is changing um, and something that I keep in mind with the wilderness is that God uh, leads through the wilderness and he lead like uh, he led the Israelites with a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night and so he was there night and day leading them through the wilderness and I think that um, for us when we were looking at um, uh, you know last summer and all the changes that were going to be occurring we were in church one Sunday yep and just mm-hmm. normal church, yep. nothing oh, new. This is great. We're doing and, good. Yeah, and the next week, all of a sudden, there was a stirring of the Holy Spirit between and with both of us, mm-hmm. and we were both like, "Wow, I don't think we're going to be attending this church anymore." Like it was just one week fine, and yep. the next week totally caught us off guard. Yep, we we really didn't think. It you wasn't know. like a choice. It was just like a hey, hey. I'm going to be moving you. I am plucking you up to be moved to a new church yep and at that time we didn't know with my job search where i was going to end up Mm -hmm. we were still taking it one day at a time but it became clear that well at the very least we're going to be moving churches Mm -hmm. and that you know that process took us several months of of yeah figuring out where we were being planted so to speak Mm -hmm. Um, well and I think too we we one week we both had that prompting that we were going to be moving churches but we didn't actually do that until way like until, the fall yeah yep until we physically moved almost yeah, it was so almost think, the same time frame I think it was about July or so last year where we had this prompting of mm-hmm. yeah you're not going to be here much longer and our church had been going through some remodeling and renovations Mm -hmm. and was planning to launch as you know new brand and uh, you know kind of grand reopening in September Mm -hmm. and we didn't go that day yeah because the the week Mm -hmm. before we really felt like was our last Sunday there and Mm -hmm. we stopped attending that church Mm -hmm. yeah it it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are some things that we could have done better in that. Like, we probably should have approached one of the pastors and been like, listen, hey, yeah. we had this prompting. We feel like we're supposed to be going somewhere else. We're not sure where. We don't know why. But this is where the Holy Spirit is taking us. And kind of had like a, instead of just not going anymore. But it's, I mean, I've never... Uh, been a part of a church and then left in this manner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's it a little... It was kind of like pulling a band-aid off. We just stopped attending that church. Yeah, yeah. And I think it doesn't help, like, circumstantially. We were in a... Like, mentally, we were both in a tough yeah. place. Mentally, emotionally, we were... It's very challenging with the job hunt. Yeah, the job hunt not being successful and then, you know emotionally getting prepared to leave our church home which had been our church home for quite some time Mm -hmm. several years and then on top of that we were starting the process of moving and there was a lot going on there and you know i think part of it is we didn't feel too supported yes and so i mean 
that may have been a little part of it, but really, I mean, it was the Holy Spirit was prompting us, you're going to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, on one hand is I made it through some uh, job search or through the job search and made it through certain interviews towards the end you know we started to look at those areas oh you know what do the houses go for out there and what Mm -hmm. churches are out there and we started Mm -hmm. to research that and I think we started to research that more so than the churches in our own area yes yeah Um, and so we didn't really have a plan of what church to attend after after yeah yeah well and we didn't start going back to church until after we moved which was a few weeks. It was several weeks. Yeah. And, it, and part of it was just drawing in as a family unit. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, Christ was still a part of our everyday life. and we were, But we just kind of drew in as a family unit, as a family of four. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and um, so, you know, it, it was a weird side-by-side. Like, we moved, you know... Have we found a new home, home church? Not one that feels like it did previously yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it takes a while to build connection. And it takes a while to get that feeling. It wasn't like it was instantaneous there. Yeah. Um, and I, it's like you have to remember that when you're looking. is like it does take time. And if the pieces, parts are there, the connection will come. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come, then that's a problem. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but it's something we're still working on currently, I think. Um, but I think we need to jump a little more into the house, the house part. Yeah. So, you know, it was probably, probably towards the middle to end of July, right after we got the sense that we were going to be moving churches Mm -hmm. where it became clear, oh goodness, my teaching salary that was, I mean, the way the teaching salaries work is you get paid through the summer, but I stopped working in June. So yeah. it was just a continuation. <clears throat> well, they take a pay, the pay that you would make in nine months, and they spread it out over 12. Right. And my pay was going to be wrapping up in August, and it became clear, well, there's no movement on the job front here. And mm-hmm. Even if I make it far enough, you know, in the interview process... It's looking like I'm not going to start a new position until at least after September 1st. Yeah. Or after Labor Day. And became clear, crap, Mm -hmm. we can make our August mortgage payment, but we have no way of making our September mortgage payment. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a, well, and... What what makes the most sense? What should we do? Yeah, logically here, we we want to own a home someday. Mm -hmm. It's something we're discussing right now is what direction to move forward more on that later uh and so we wanted to move out of our home because we we're like if we stay where we're at and we can't make our payments yep. and it was suggested we try selling things or try yeah. you know like try selling your items to make money so you can it's like okay that'll get us maybe one month of mortgage payment theoretically that's if our items sell i had yep. already like tried to sell my wedding dress i took it to a local shop several months before the this happened because mm-hmm. it was just sitting in my house yeah my house our house and i was just like it's just sitting here i'm not somebody could wear this and i don't need to hold on to this i should put it on one last time i did not do that but i should have 
But, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, no, this could make us some money. We need money. I'm going to sell our dress, my dress. And, and it just sat there. Like, mm-hmm. things that theoretically had high value, because you had some other things we were trying to sell, mm-hmm. just weren't selling. Yep. And so, um, you know, we had decided to uh, put our house up for sale, which then led to a garage sale, mm-hmm. lots of cleaning and yep. painting and lots of uh, purging. Purging, yep. Mm-hmm. Lots of trips up and down the basement stairs. Oh, man. For our garage sale, 33 trips up and down those stairs. Dan had an, a meeting, and the girls were in bed, and I was like, this has to get done. We're having a garage sale tomorrow. And you were going to come home and help me. Like, it wasn't like you had every intention of doing that, and you no, would have. No, and I got home, and she was basically And done. I was already done. And so we actually got to sit down, which is nice. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, gosh. And we made good money at the garage sale. For yep. just us. Yeah. We had a big us. sale. I mean, it was our garage down our driveway. Yeah. And then we lived close enough to Goodwill that it was like, load it up, take it to Goodwill, whatever doesn't sell, it's not coming back in this house, we don't mm-hmm. need this. And it felt really good to get rid of stuff. Yep. I'm not going to lie. Um, And then we just kept getting rid of more and more. If we were like, I don't want to move this. I don't want to store it. If you don't want to pay to put it in storage, you shouldn't be keeping it. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we kind of just started going through the process of prepping our house, painting things, fixing minor issues. We had a rectangle dining table. And when we bought our house, it showed with a round table. Yeah, it made the room seem much more spacious. Yep. So Mm -hmm. I invested in some, it was just pine, but it was clear pine from my supplier. Mm -hmm. And not your box store stuff, but good quality pine. Uh, I built a round dining table, which is now in my shop. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, you're local, table. you can come by the shop and take a look at it. Um, but it showed well. And put in an order for one if you would like. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I had to put a plug in. We, yeah. yeah. That's how we make our living. It is. So we, we did that. We I did so many odds and ends looking at all right, if I were to look at this house, you know, whether it's for FHA inspection or home inspection, mm-hmm. what things are going to stand out to me? Now, my dad is a realtor. Yes. He he lives three hours away, so he's not able to sell the home for us, but he was able to help us buy our home. Yes, yeah. Uh, being licensed in the state. Yep. And. But he helped us with all the paperwork. Yes. On, yep. on selling. Yep, he helped guide us with it and... Um, you know, I think there's a little bit of hesitation there in the beginning, like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't want to stick it out one more month, and we'll help you cover your mortgage payment, and it's like, that's great, um, but we really, f- we believe that Jesus is telling us yeah. to sell our house. Yeah. That's the prompting that we're getting, and my, my folks came around. Yeah. They understood the logic mm-hmm. of... Even we- though we didn't want to, I would like to point that out. We did not want to sell our home. No. But we did because that was the prompting and that was the logical choice to make, mm-hmm. financially speaking. Yep. If you can't afford it, why do you have it? Exactly. Exactly. So. Yep. And we didn't know job-wise, even if I, you know, eventually we made the decision around that time that I would start going full-time in carpentry and woodworking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even with that, there was no certainty that it would start paying right away. No, we no certainty no at all. No. Um, and so, 
it just didn't make sense. So going through that emotional process of detaching from a home and moving when you're not excited about it. I think if we had been moving for another job, it would have been a little bit of excitement. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're going to go make this new start with this new job, with this new whatever. And you're kind of excited about it. It's it's still unknown. It's still a big change, but it's a positive big change. Whereas we we were selling our home. And going further into the wilderness. Yeah. And just not looking forward to it. Like, just not looking forward to the process of melding how I do life and how I ran my home with how my mom does life and how she runs her home and how my parents do life and just melding our households together. Um, because I mean, I, I've been my own on my own now for a long time mm-hmm. and or well, a long time, quote unquote, but long enough that I, you know, I had my own ways of doing things. And, and when you have quote unquote roommates that you move in with, you have to accommodate for that. And so everything changes in that aspect because you have to accommodate for each other unless you're a terrible roommate and they're not Mm -hmm. um and going through that emotional process of not being excited about coming here and the loss of your own home and the emotional side of that and just the grieving process i know i still struggle with driving by our neighborhood let alone driving by our house i think i've driven by what twice Mm -hmm. and it hurts I've driven by a few <clears throat> times, but that's because I had a, had a, a kitchen that I yeah. was doing the install at down the street in the neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. naturally I drove past and um, really it was just more to see if our next door neighbor was home. I was going to stop by and say, hi, Fred. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in I the process, them. I drove by and was like, oh, one of the shutters is missing. And they got rid of these flowers in the that front I yard. That I loved. That were perennials and... I was like, oh, man, they are not treating it with the same respect that we did. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the people who lived there before us, they took good care of their home. Yeah. They did, like, no landscaping. No. So when we moved in, we landscaped everything. We really updated the outside look of the house with the porch and the shutters and all the things. The house was adorable. Yeah. It was really to the point where we were like, we don't really have anything else to do much to do really no. like aesthetically um maybe do a new driveway at some point yeah the driveway was rough yeah but it was just like we had really done a really good job and we really cared about our home and took mm-hmm. good care of it and so just letting go of that i mean i still cry we drove by i cried and i was just like i i can't like i just we didn't even drive by the house we drove down another street over and yeah well it's because you know, when we lived there during the summer, especially even as a teacher, you have summers off. And mm-hmm. so that every summer we lived there, I walked that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Every inch of it. So I knew the whole neighborhood. You know, I knew yeah. all the houses that I liked. I knew I knew other neighbors like that didn't live on our street because I walked the neighborhood with the girls and we would go to the local elementary school and play on the playground mm-hmm. and just so um, moving completely changed how we did life yeah. because here there is no playground. I have to drive to a playground. Yeah. I can't just plop my kids in a stroller and walk to a playground. I have to drive to one. In a sense, it's more <clears> sheltered <throat> here. It is. It's, it's, it's more secluded yeah. and it just, and it, it wasn't how I was used to doing life. And we were much closer to stores, but our neighborhood was quiet. But if we needed something, it was five minutes away. Like, so it was mm-hmm. this really good, um, 
I don't know. I just really liked our neighborhood, and I really liked where no, we lived. I agree. I mean, it was great. You know, a lot of people would call it a good starter home, and for us, honestly, we figured we would just stay. live there, stay and live there forever. I mean, we don't need a huge house. No. The yeah. only thing we wanted was to add another toilet in the house somewhere yeah. because it just it had one potty on the main floor and I love you. You have a disease. And I it, do. and and you need to be able to access a potty at any time. And we just keep, you know, we have three girls and so it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse the need for a bathroom. A bathroom and um so it just that second potty was the only thing we were going to be doing to the house yep. beyond where it was at. But yeah, I still miss it. Yeah. So, but we, like we said, we had my dad's help mm-hmm. and I listed it by owner. Yep. Uh, priced it a bit higher than some of the other comps in the area. Mm-hmm. But the other comps, you know, they, the advertisers being updated, but they weren't really updated <laughs> or poor design choice or paint choice. And I mean, we really had a home that it was you know, moving ready. It was moving ready. It showed well. It showed very well. And we had a lot of compliments from, you know, many agents came through and said, yeah, this is priced right, you know, mm-hmm. but it was. It just took time. It just maybe wasn't the right fit for clients or it was yeah. too small or. Um, they wish I'd finished the bathroom in the basement rather than just did the rough plumbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, uh, it took maybe about a month and a half on the market, mm-hmm. and we did get an offer. Mm-hmm. It was a decent offer. I mean, there was some countering, but it worked. Yeah. And um, passed our inspections with flying colors. Yep, there there were no issues whatsoever with the inspection. One. Um, I was a little surprised. Yeah. Because it's really atypical. There's mm-hmm. usually at least something. That guy was like, I only get 12 a year that don't have and anything wrong with that. Yeah. And he does a lot of inspections. So to only have like one a month that doesn't mm-hmm. have any issues was a huge blessing. Such a God thing. Yeah. That we didn't have to put more into fixing things up. Yeah. Um, and so that was, I think the offer came at the end of September. Mm-hmm. And we ended up closing at the end of October. October. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you know, we, like we said, we were packing, we were getting stuff ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that season we are like, oh, now we're going to sell the house. Where are we going to go? Yeah. And it was, we, it was like, well, we could get an apartment and whatever proceeds from our house, we could budget for all of our bills and whatnot while you try to go full-time with carpentry, but then where are you going to put everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Well, in a lot of places, an apartment cost is going to be higher than what our mortgage payment was. Yes, and that was also, like, craziness. Um, and so I was like, you know, I bet we can move in with my parents. I know that they would take us back because they love us and we have their only grandchildren. And, um, they did. Yep. And as difficult as it can be some days to live with your parents again, it's a blessing. They didn't have to say yes. No. But they did. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we have somewhere to live. Yep. 
And we just reminded ourselves of that, even as work was slow at the start, and mm-hmm. that, well, we have a roof over our head. We do. We do. Yep. And we had enough in our, our, our proceeds <clears throat> from the sale of the house. You know, one of the first things you should do is pay off debt. I think we actually got our emergency savings up to mm-hmm. 1000 bucks. right baby step number one Mm -hmm. and then in terms of paying off that we paid off our medical bills we paid off the credit card debt that we had and we paid off my student loan and its remainder yep leaving only your student loan yep and then we took a little bit and each got one fun thing for ourselves yes so one mine was my ipad but i treated it as a business expense in the end because it you know i'm doing estimates on it and designs and you're yeah. using it constantly for business yeah. all yeah. the time. And I got um, something for my business <laughs> of being a stay-at-home mom. I got an Apple Watch because I wanted to get off of my phone. So I was away from the temptation of social media. And so by having my watch, I can set my phone down basically anywhere in the entire house and take a phone call, no matter where I am. And my text message will come up and I can see whether or not I need to actually respond to that immediately. So I'm still, you can still contact me, but... I do not have to deal with social media and the temptation of looking at it all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal. And I turned off my notifications for them. That also helped. Yep. Anyway, I digress. Yep. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we ended up moving in with my in-laws, her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, last minute we found, uh, were able to find a space for me to put my shop in. Yep. Um, which was ended up being in the back of an unheated horse barn. Mm-hmm. We, I made it work through the winter. It was not ideal. Yeah. And compared to where I moved the summer and to where I'm at now, complete 180. Yeah, so much Tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. where I'm at now. And but at the time... I had not, it was, no place it was, to go. Yeah, and, and we couldn't afford to put you anywhere else. Nope. And so it was... Rough, yes. Frustrating, yes. But it was what we had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I keep trying to reframe everything. Like, it's a blessing because it's easy to get frustrated with, like, narrow entryways that are hard to get three kids in and out of, including mm-hmm. all their bags and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? You have a place to live, so suck it up and move on. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. So one thing that we wanted to point out is we had a number of blessings yes. during this whole season, this this time of moving churches and moving mm-hmm. our home, mm-hmm. and but we also had a few hardships. Yes. Um, besides the moving be, and the no job. Yeah. And the... So on the day <laughs> oh. of the, I think it was the day of the inspection, my sister had come to visit, and I'd actually driven out before then like a few days before drove three hours out picked her up brought her back to our home she stayed with us and it was i think it was a monday the day of the inspection i left to take her back uh to the east side of the state and we made it uh to m14 outside of ann arbor and hit a kind of oily spot in the road as it had just started to rain Mm -hmm. and um the brakes on the van just did not work very well at that moment and we ended up spinning out avoided all the cars in the congestion mm-hmm. up ahead yep. and spun out and yeah. side ended up hitting on my sister's side hitting into the median um yeah 
and you know we were both a little shaken up about it i felt terrible because mm-hmm. it was my my kid's sister yeah uh, and to- felt totally responsible for that um took responsibility for it i mean mm-hmm. i got a ticket for it because i caused damage mm-hmm. um and in the end the the van which was, your parents yeah. had given us a well while we back, switched my yeah. car for their car yeah but yeah so the van was my daily driver because i could fit everything in it mm-hmm. for carpentry and woodworking it was pretty good for that actually and insurance totaled it yeah well it wasn't worth that much no it was worth <laughs> maybe 2500 <clears throat> after yeah. the deductible i got two grand out of it yeah yeah um so you know trying to figure out all of a sudden um all right what kind of work vehicle do i get what can I afford? Well, for two thousand dollars. Yeah, for two grand. What can I get? Um, and not a lot of choices at that price point. Yeah, not a lot of choices. So what happened? Well, um, we were gifted a vehicle. We were. Uh, from a couple uh, we've been doing small group with on and off for a year and a half now, mm-hmm. two years, something like that, and two years. Anyway, and what's funny is the the wife, my friend, shout out to you. You know who you are. Thank you. Um, the winter before the accident was like, oh yeah, because they had they had to get a new car, yeah. and they helped, theirs theirs wouldn't sell, and um, she just kept thinking, you know, I need to give this car to you, Bethany, but I don't know why. And because you have two cars, like it just didn't make any sense to her. Yeah. She didn't couldn't figure it out. So when this happened, she went, oh. You need our car. Mm-hmm. God's been telling me I need to give you my car, and now it makes sense. And so she called me up, or yeah. we were in Bible study, whatever, and she said, hey, do you want to come check it out, and do you want our car? And I said, well, yeah, let me talk to Dan, and um, we'll come check it out. Mm-hmm. And we did, and we said, yeah, please, we would love this. Thank you so much. What a huge blessing. Yeah. Um, and it's something that... I mean, who gives you a car? Like it, like my my parents had previously, like when their cars get close to dying, um, had given them away. Like, well, not close to dying, but like when they went to go in a new car instead of selling their old one, they gave Gift it to it. somebody yeah. to who needs it. So it's not a totally foreign concept in my life, but I had never been on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be on the receiving end of that from a friend, but you know. Yeah. It wasn't expected. And no, we were very not grateful at all. And, not at all. You and know, now I had a vehicle with four-wheel drive that could get me through the winter. Yes. Um, yep. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't in the greatest condition, but it was exactly what I needed at that time. Yes. In that season, and it yep. worked. It drove. It drove. And that's what we needed. Yep. And then I took the... Um, the insurance money and i bought a trailer yeah which had you some saved up and absolutely needed in order to uh, do deliveries and yeah and, and get material and yep so it's an integral part of the business it is and so i mean that was such a huge huge blessing um yeah yeah yep so that was one of the hardships, hardships. turned blessing yep turned blessing yeah Another one was just getting letters of encouragement and mm-hmm. gift cards from people in the mail. Yep. Even from folks that we didn't expect to get them from. Yep. Um, that really 
surprised us and mm-hmm. shook us and yep. uh, made us grateful. Yes. So we appreciate. We appreciated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna delve into our other hardship here. That's up ever to you. so slightly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also experienced a miscarriage over the summer. Yeah. Which is something we're gonna delve into more. I think in another episode, it's still raw. To say the least, if you can hear that at all in my voice. Um, but that same friend, yep. she, I talked to her about it, and she came, she brought us a meal, and... And, and a gift basket for you, and yep. just really sat down and just cared for you. Yeah, she did. Yep. Especially in a way that I, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So, I get to see her tomorrow, I'm going to give her a big old hug, because... <laughs> I was just thinking about her today. I was like, wow. Such a huge blessing in our time mm-hmm. of need. Um, but it is amazing how those hardships come. But through them, you can be so truly blessed. Yeah. Yep. And if you, you know, I guess in the past, I wouldn't have necessarily framed my mind around the idea of it being a blessing in a time of crappiness. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've helped me reframe and, and see it that way. Um, and we just see it as, you know, oh, mm-hmm. we were in this season. Yep. God's given us this prompting. And so let's do something mm-hmm. about it. Um, well, and it wasn't that a part of the verses. There's, it's, there's a time to be blessed in a time for, what did it say exactly? Uh, time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Um, I'm putting stuff in there, but I was like, oh, there's a time to... <laughs> well, there's also a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Yeah. And that's how we feel that with our podcast, too, that uh, we tried to do a podcast a year ago. Yeah, I was... think in the midst of <laughs> going through all of these hardships yeah. and blessings and we just, we didn't know what the right direction was for it. and Yeah, yeah. We uh, didn't know what to do with it. No. So we tried and we it just... It was just, and we were so busy. Yep. And we just put it off to the side. And so for that time we were to keep silence and now we feel we're in the time to, mm-hmm. to speak. And mm-hmm. you know, our prayers that our discussion and our 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 topic for today is somehow encouraging for you. Yeah. The listener. Mm-hmm. Um, that is our hope. Yep. Anywho. Anyway. So. So I guess like an update, um, we're still living with your parents. Yes. And we do have a church that we attend. Yes. We're think, working on getting connected. Yeah, working on getting connected. So, I mean, our, our girls like the, the Sunday school class. and They do. Jane's having a little difficulty with transitioning to her older big girl class. But away from sister. Yes. and But she's having a problem with that, not just at the church we go to on Sundays, but the, the church we're at for Bible study and moms. Mm-hmm. So it's a united front there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they they like it. Um, Eleanor goes right into her class. No problem. Yep. And yeah. plays and has fun. Yep. yep. She loves it. Yep. I played softball this summer and I was intentional about it. And so, guys, if you're listening, be intentional. You know, 
I looked at it as I don't know anyone here and I'm big on discipling and getting to know people and relationship relationship and even if I'm uh, a little more introverted in that regard and so they had softball and I signed up I didn't know anyone starting out except for one teammate was actually a former student of mine <laughs> which um, is a funny way to know somebody yeah on your team. I was like oh yeah I know you I taught you and your brother um, so I mean it, it worked out in that sense playing softball getting to know people and uh, now we're working on me and another softball teammate we're working on co-leading a mm-hmm. men's group yeah. at the church which for some reason they just haven't been able to have one stick yeah so hopefully for a few years yeah. and so hopefully that uh does some mm-hmm. does something mm-hmm. good there yeah so you know we're working getting plugged into a church we're discussing what we want to do with um, we're housing. Yeah, we're hopefully in the spring here. We're going to be able to make a decision on which direction to go. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at two options. <laughs> um, I, you know, we're looking. Quite honestly, we've discussed more than once building tiny houses, and mm-hmm. I argued that if we're going to build them, we should at least live in one for a little while. Yep. So when she says building them, I am working on my builder's license. Yes. And. Um, our, our brand, so we have DSM Woodwork is yeah. the carpentry side, and then Harvesting Co. is our home decor, home furnishings, yes. yeah. furniture type brand. And I have big dreams for Harvesting Co. Mm-hmm. It is like an umbrella, and part of that is Harvesting Co. home or Harvesting mm-hmm. Co. designs. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we want to build tiny and or small homes yes. under yeah. that brand. Well, and I think, too... I remember I, today I was reading something about how there's a housing crisis in our world. And, like, right now in America, like, everything is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You don't find a new home that's moderately sized. No. It's not possible. And the thing is, is, like, we're into debt, like, way, not even up to our eyeballs. It's way past that. It is beyond what we can handle. And people are still trying to get bigger and bigger houses. And it's like, because there just aren't enough of the quote-unquote starter size home, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're looking at and, and we're looking at building those smaller homes. And the reason the tiny house movement is taking hold is because of what I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, we, we're having that discussion of, well, it kind of makes sense. Like, we should have at least tried it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, before... Before we before trying to sell other people on the idea, right? So it's still in the research stage. We're yeah. looking at. We're know, not sure if it's completely tiny, feasible. <laughs> tiny house laws in the county and yeah. tax issues yes. and yeah. financing concerns. Yes. Yep. And uh, can you actually do it? I think I can. I think we could do it, but I I don't know. Mm-hmm. You have always been very leery of the space and the. We'll see. We'll see where the Lord takes yeah. us. He might be like, yeah, that's a bad plan. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Right. And so the the other one is a small home. A small home. Yeah. Um, which for us, our previous home was 1,040 square feet. With a basement. With a basement. We, we would be happy even 800 square feet with yeah, a basement. Yeah. It was, yeah. Two to three bedrooms. We have three girls. So as long as like. There's at least 
Yeah. There's at least two bedrooms, one of which is sizable, can fit a triple bunk bed, (laughs) theoretically, Um, and some space for homeschooling homeschooling and and all that stuff. Family. Family togetherness. Family togetherness, which is kind of forced upon you when your home is smaller. Yeah. You have to be united. You have to be on the same page. You cannot be angry with someone when you live in a small space. It just does not work. So call us crazy. We don't want big. We don't want a lot of stuff. Nope. We want to get rid of stuff. And, yep. you know, when the time comes to move out of in-laws and into our own place, we're going to see what else we can get rid of. Yep. We have a storage unit with our furniture and mm-hmm. kitchenware and yep. whatnot. And so we might go through that stuff again and see what else I'm can sure. we get rid of. I'm sure we will. Um, but, so, yeah. yeah. So that's so. what we're trying to do in the spring. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that front, let yep. you know it what ends up happening and we would appreciate your prayers on that front to be perfectly honest definitely on that directionally mm-hmm. um but yeah so yeah, yeah. we're going to wrap it up there mm-hmm. uh as always if you enjoyed the episode leave us you know a five-star review on itunes we appreciate the podcast. it yeah um so follow us on social media we can be found on facebook and instagram at woodworker and wife you can also check out our website and our blog we have a lot of paleo stuff on there recipes and more, our episodes more, as more well blogs to come on yep. there as there is time yep. and that website is www.woodworkerandwife.com and if you have a question or you want to reach out and whether it's something encouraging or maybe a topic that you want to hear addressed mm-hmm. uh, feel free to give us an email at Woodworker and wife at gmail.com. There's a theme there. Yep. So we're Woodworker and Wife. Thanks for listening.